0: Puts up the three. go! Rebound box! Back out to Allen! History game! With five seconds remaining! Alright, welcome back everybody to TBJ Sports Talk. It's a nice, beautiful day, April 6th, 2020, alongside Bobby Atlas and Julian and I'm your host Thomas Baia, and We thank you for spending part of your day with us. Beautiful day out today. It was awesome. I was wearing shorts outside. It was a great day. I went golfing too. It was a nice day. Right. Don't ask me how I did. I was terrible. I won. I was going to. Do anything, yeah, because so. it was bad. It's a bad performance on me. Yeah, I didn't really care. So. Uh, well, yeah, it <laughs> better, you got you guys have to come out golfing sometime, Julian. You no, can drive not the me. Card. Yeah. You can drive the car. You're gonna put that much trust in me? He'll keep score or something. Dude, he'd be so bored. Yeah, Julian. Can't, I can so do it. Take, I can do it. Take it. Too long, I think. Dude, you'd be sitting there. You're like, all right, why are we? That's yeah. true. I would I would be
1: having a blast for the first half hour, but then I'd be done with it.
0: Yeah, golf's not a half hour sport
1: either. No, a nice or a me sport.
0: No. Mm-hmm. Me and Bobby won before though. Yeah, we had fun. Yeah,
2: just, it just takes me. a long time. Yeah. We only did. We only played the back nine, and it was <laughs> yeah. like two and a half hours.
0: No <laughs> way! It was two and a half hours. No chance. We were we, we, we went we like six holes and we went like an hour.
2: Well, yeah, because we were doing Scramble. Yeah, and we were yeah. like,
0: all right, we're done. Yeah. All right, let's go to the newest news. Um, first news, uh, President Trump met with uh, commissioners of all the major sports teams, uh, Gary Bettman from uh, the NHL, Roger Goodell from um, the NFL, um, Adam Silver from the NBA, and then um, Rob Manfred for the uh, MLB, and he said that uh, you know he wants to get the leagues up and started as soon as possible. And um, he's saying... That uh, hopefully he wants fans back in the stadiums around uh, August September which uh, doesn't bode well for the for baseball um, but we'll get into that a little bit later but uh, you know he says he wants to get it started and I know people are dying without sports you know you can watch these old games of uh, you know old games which are so fun to watch but I mean I want to see live games as soon as possible but I don't know hopefully he can get back as soon as as soon as we can
2: uh, next up, we have the NFL and Roger Roger Goodell confirming that the draft will continue as a virtual draft with team personnel staying at their homes. Um, you know, we just got to keep everyone safe. And Roger Goodell told uh, told everyone that you know th- this draft is not going to get postponed or canceled or anything. We're going to have the draft because people know that they want to have something to do with sports because this is just like a really really bad downtime right now. People are looking for stuff to do and they definitely want to get the draft done and the good thing for him is uh he's not going to get booed this year so that's uh, that's, uh, that's probably another reason that he wants to keep it on so that he doesn't get booed by the entire uh city of las vegas
1: all right uh next up is some local news projected lottery pick jordan nora out of louisville to declares for the draft uh jordan played high school ball at the local park school and uh this is a good story for somebody to come out of 716 really doing big things so good luck to jordan
0: yeah i love local news like that yeah. Obviously, the local glare. it's not great for producing, you know, NFL, NHL, NBA, anything talent, but uh, there's a few guys. There's a guy from, uh, well, I can't remember his name right now, but uh, he went, uh, he's in the Dallas Stars organization, he's in the AHL. Um, do you remember his name, but I'll have to look it up. I feel right. like there's a couple on the rise, though.
1: Yeah. a lot of good football being produced in the 716 lately, so hopefully yeah. we can get some in the NFL.
0: Let's hope. Let's hope that'd be cool to see people from People that we
2: could have played against, maybe. Either. Right. You never know. Yeah.
0: That's always fun, saying, like, oh, I played against him, and yeah. he's making noise professionally. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Let's do this real quick. A little off script again, like we always do. Rank them from one to four commissioners of leagues on their job that they do. Who's your number one? I think Adam Silver's the best.
1: I don't know too much about baseball or uh, hockey, but I've heard that baseball is pretty bad, and I've heard that hockey's pretty bad, so... I'm gonna say Adam Silver is the best, and then I'll go Roger Goodell, and then you guys can take over those two if you agree. With the top two.
2: I think it's pretty close. I like Goodell a little bit more. He's a little bit too fine happy for me, and that's why I think Silver has a little bit of a upper hand on him there because that dude just hands out fines left and right. Because if anyone defies him, you know he's gotta prove a point. Uh, and Adam Silver doesn't really do that. He tries to really better the league and stuff like that. Um, but Roger Goodell. I mean, it's a bigger league. It's and it always has been, and always will be. And I feel like he's done a pretty good job handling the business of the NFL. So I think it goes Goodell and then Silver and then Manfred is such a clown. And I don't even. know. I liked him it. until recently. Yeah, I mean, just the way that he handled this whole Astro situation, such a clown. And then NHL dude. I mean, it's he's just he's a bad league. It's just such a bad league now. Like he doesn't do enough. Doesn't do
1: anything. I think the one thing about Adam Silver is that kinda separates him at the one is that I feel like he's just such a instead of being an owner's commissioner, no. he's like a players and coaches commissioner which you which have is, to be for the NBA because exactly. such a
0: star driven league. You can't have an owner's commissioner in that league, especially now. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think that would work no, he's good. He's more of a players players guy for sure. And I think, I
1: think that's how it should be because the players and the coaches are the guys at the forefront. Those are the guys doing it and yeah. making all the money, so
0: But I mean people love I mean the owners, Goodell will be in a job for ever and as long as he
1: wants
2: because he makes the owner so much money and there's so many expendable guys in the in the nfl like guys 11 through 53 on the roster are guys that you know well i shouldn't say 11 through 53 there's a lot of teams who have really well-rounded rosters i'd say like the bottom half of rosters are pretty expendable guys like you can sign a guy who's in on your practice squad and and stuff like that. In the NBA, it's kind of tough to do that. Like, yeah, you have the G League now, but, you know, there's 3,000 guys that are in the NFL that you got to worry about. And I feel like the owners kind of run the NFL now. And that's why Roger Goodell, like, they're kind of, he's kind of in their pocket. Like, even with this, even with the new um, CBA, like, I still feel like the owners are still, you know, driving the league. And Goodell's kind of a pawn to that. But I feel like he does a pretty good job handling it.
0: Yeah, he's, I, I do, I've never understood the booing, and I do like it. I think he does a good job for the league, he makes money, and that's, and even Manfred does, because the great thing about, you know, baseball, if you want to own a team, you know, owning a baseball team, there's a, I mean, the dirty little secret is that if nobody shows up to your ballpark, you're still going to make money, you still will, with the television and everything, you're going to make money, it's true, it, it is, no one wants to admit it, but it is true, if you... Have nobody if if Miami Marlins I mean, yeah, they're selling, I, mean, I know they sold off all their, you know, big salaries, but if they if nobody showed up to their ballpark, which it no almost seems like they do, they don't, but no one's you're still gonna make a lot of money. Yeah. You're still gonna make millions and billions of dollars. You're going to make a lot of money.
2: The Marlins are really good at social distancing. Like they this, are. Yeah, the Marsh the, the Marlins fans are really
0: good at social distancing. They understand it. They were mm-hmm. ahead of the curve. Oh yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about you know, we talked about this in one um episode before but what are the the outlook of sports with the COVID-19 you know obviously you know no one knows what's going to happen and it's all guesswork at this point you know I think the sport that's in the 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 biggest I don't want to say jeopardy but I guess I would say the most trouble with all this I think is baseball in the sense where you know you can't because it's played outside and the fact that if you put – if the season doesn't – I mean, right now, best-case scenario, the season starts in July is what they're saying, which is tough because you'd have to shrink the season. You can't oh, shrink it too much. Sorry. That's all right. You can't shrink it too much because then, might, if you're playing a 60-game season, a 70-game season, I don't think you're, you deserve to be a champion. I really don't. I think because baseball is a war of attrition. It's a long season. That's part of the reason that makes baseball – I don't think you're able to do that if you have a sixty-game season. And also, if you're playing a, a game, if you're playing, if you start in July and you get to October, and that's like the All Star break, that's no good. Yeah. You can't. That would be like the All Star break in terms of you know how it would line up. That's no good because you can't. And then you have to have every game at a neutral site. That's tough. That's tough to do. I don't. I, w- I don't want to see that. It might have to happen, and I'm kind of torn because I've heard a few different you know opinions on this. Are you? You know, do, a sixty game season doesn't crown a champion. I don't think. But then other people are saying, David Cohn, is one of my favorite uh, analysts uh, for the S yes network. He said, "Yes, but these people. As soon as you can get sports back, you play. I agree. Give the fans as much as you can because they've been. You know, everyone's been holding out and waiting." but do I, do you want to crown a champion off that and hopefully this shrinks the MLB season a little bit maybe to like 140 games but i think baseball is in such a tough spot now NFL i think i think will be fine cuz um, you know they've said the NFL season should start on time basketball and hockey are a little are, are in a better situation because they're playing in arenas and arenas are easier because obviously it's indoors but you could but you can still finish the season and you can still you know, continue on, but NFL. But I think MLB is just in a real tough
1: spot. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't think the NBA is gonna finish out the season though, which is a shame yeah. because I feel like that's you said that base baseball. I think is the most affected, but I think NBA is a close second just because they got their season just like put to a halt right towards the end, like right towards the little home stretch where teams are really trying to figure out where, who they are, and you're really trying to see what teams can really do it and who's the frauds, but. I don't know, it's just really tough just to stop that chemistry and it'll be really tough to just pick up in August or September or whenever they're planning to pick up. It'll just be really tough for the NBA, I think, to come back and I think they'll just end up canceling the season, which is really sad. So. Hockey yeah.
0: might have to do the same thing. Yeah.
1: yeah, and you can't push NBA all the way back to then because that's like two months from when the season's supposed to start. Right, mm-hmm. then you're throwing it all off. A lot of people are saying that I saw this before this whole entire stuff even happened that some guys wanted to start on Christmas Day and have that be the um have that be the opening day and then finish the season around July or August would be fun that's a whole entire summer for all hoops but I don't think you could do it this year because then that just shorten the off season.
0: Yeah. Right. And would players want to do that shorten their off season?
1: Yeah, and I don't know if players want to give up their summer either. Right. Summer's the best time to get your work in mm-hmm. and I think and,
2: that's, and your rest. Yeah, I exactly. Think. Yeah, like you can go on vacations and stuff like that. I feel like you kind of have to be a little bit realistic about it. I mean, you got to keep everyone safe, and I know that you want to get back to sports as quick as possible because everyone's bored out of their minds, and, you know, even athletes are missing what their job is. And
0: I still think MOB players aren't getting paid right now.
2: And that's terrible. Like, I mean, I know that those guys are millionaires and, you know, they're really successful, but if you're not getting paid like that, I mean, it's just, it sucks. Like, no matter what situation you're in.
1: And it also sucks for the workers in yeah, the buildings, yeah, I yeah, 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 I yeah. saw, and shame on them, the Sixers heads. Uh, Josh Harris, I think he's the, own, he's the owner of the Sixers. He, like for a day, him and the other owners agreed not to pay the workers. And then Joel Embiid put like $500,000 to pay the workers, and then he must have talked to whoever is at the head, and then they finally came around and agreed to pay the, all the workers. But I don't think that that should happen in any situation for any organization. I think all those workers should still be getting paid because this is such a freak thing. And when you're owner, you have so much money. You can't Mm -hmm. just give some of that money to the workers who need it.
2: It's so hard to defend those guys too. Like I know that you say that you don't want to mess with like your money and stuff like that when you're an owner, but like it's so hard to defend you when you have so much money. Like, and I know we, we talked about this before, you know, since we don't have money, we really don't have any right to talk about it. But like, guys like that who have it and are usually pretty, you know, they're pretty good uh, philanthropists. I feel like during a time like this where it's almost a time of crisis, like I feel like you need to be a little bit more charitable. Like I feel like you're, and I hate saying it because we don't know what it's like to have this kind of wealth, but I feel like it's just a little bit selfish when you do that, even to like a full-time worker that might work at the stadium you know, who's working during uh, Sixers games and Flyers games, stuff like that, you know what I mean? So, you know, like I said, I hate doing that because I don't have that kind of wealth and, and you know, I don't really think it's fair, but there's a little bit more charity that needs to go on at a time like this.
1: I think with those guys it's a little bit different though. Like mm-hmm. those owners, they what we said off off um off recording was mm-hmm. that the we were talking about contracts and all yeah, that and yeah. how you don't like we don't understand players asking for bigger contracts because we don't have their money. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the money that they're making and the money that the owners have, that's even a bigger gap and that's even that's just inexcusable, I feel mm-hmm. like. Like I feel like it's not selfish for a player to ask for a bigger contract, but I think it is selfish for a guy like an owner to not give up what's like an equivalent to like five dollars to us to just mm-hmm. workers who really need it to support their families. Mm-hmm.
0: No it is and you need to and it's nice to see these um these players donating masks and whatnot owners donating like um, um Robert Kraft uh, donated his uh, some masks to um, to people, which was nice. but you know it's at the end of the day you you are a a big name and you should be helping you should be helping these people that you know like these workers, you should be helping them as much as you can. yeah,
2: people in the communities that. You own a team, and I feel like you should be helping those those local families and stuff like that. I just think that it's kind of your job to support people in the community and people that are supporting your team. I feel like you should, you should help them out.
0: I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't if the MLB season, they cancel it, If and the N- NBA and the NHL. If they cancel it all, mm-hmm. and then we only have football in the fall, which yeah. would be a real shame.
2: But yeah, like I said. Hoping
0: that the NFL – I mean, because I don't want to. I'm. I mean, this COVID, with this COVID nineteen, you, you don't take it day by day. You mm-hmm. take it hour by hour, minute by minute. Mm-hmm. So looking ahead to August is not realistic at all. And yeah. You Can't do
2: that. I mean, like I was saying, you got to be realistic about it, and you got to keep people safe, and you got to do that in the possibly even like the slowest way possible. So taking your time with all of this and making sure that people are getting back to their normal lives, you know, by the summer, and hopefully that's when it starts to calm down a little bit. You know, that's that's pretty ideal ideal for the NFL. But, you know, we talked about maybe not having OTAs, maybe shortening the preseason, which they're planning on doing next year anyway, but it's just going to get shortened by the virus. So, you know, it's really interesting to look at. Obviously, you want to keep people safe, and you want to keep people out of large crowds still, but, you know, people aren't, you know, athletes still want to play their games, and people want to stay safe at the that's same time.
0: That's another f- angle of it is, is the fan aspect of mm. it. If you're, I mean, if they say, okay, we're back, we're playing games, then they have no fans. Okay, at least we can watch it on TV. You know, we're taking steps. Then they say, okay, we're ready, open to fans. I think the knee-jerk reaction is people are going to, people are thinking, oh, well, people are just going to show up and they're going to be like, oh, thank God, sports are back. People could also think to themselves, do I want to be sitting right next to a stranger during this? I mean, what if he has it? And we don't know. That's another angle of it. So who knows? I don't know if that's going to happen. If people are going to show up to games and then nothing happens. Right. And then, you know, people aren't um, showing up because they don't want to sit next to somebody, a total stranger. Sitting next to your mom and dad or your, or your buddy is okay because maybe you know they've been tested or whatnot. But until you can test, like, almost everybody going into the stadium and saying, okay, I know this person next to I not I think it's tough for people to show up. Yep. As much as you want sports back, I think that's I think it's tough. I agree. So let's go to uh, NFL release their um, their all decade team, and I'll uh, I'll just read it off to people who maybe haven't uh, haven't seen it yet. So for offense for the 2010s, the all decade team at quarterback, uh, you have Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady being unanimous for wide receivers, Antonio Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, Kelvin Johnson, and Julio Jones. Tight ends, Rob Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey. Uh, tackles, Jason Peters, Tyron Smith, Joe Staley, and Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas being unanimous. Guards, uh, Jari Evans, uh, Logan Mankins, Zach Martin, and Marshall Yanda. Or Yanda, is it Yanda or Yanda? Yanda. Yanda. Marshall Yanda, uh, Yanda being unanimous. Centers, Alex Mack and Marquise Pouncey. Running backs, Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch, LaShawn McCoy, and AP. Adrian Peterson being unanimous, and then flex Darren Sproles. Um, uh, now, you
2: just want to pause and talk about each one real quick. Well, what are there any
0: surprises that you Darren can-
2: Sproles like immediately? That was kind of, you know, good player, like really good as, on the Eagles, especially like early in his career. But I feel like that's a, kind of an interesting like on an all on an all decade team, like not even as a running back, as a flex even. You know what I mean? Like I just I just felt, felt like that was pretty surprising to me.
1: Yeah, that's true. But um I guess what you have to look at is just how lethal of a weapon he was just all around the field even on in the uh, punt return, kick returns. Mm-hmm. Um they they had him on that too. And I was yep. I was actually kind of surprised with the flex. I got the kick return and all that, but when I saw him as a flex, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of that's interesting, but yeah. I guess when you think about it, yeah, that's a pretty decent pick, I think."
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, good, I mean, a really good receiving back. Um And, you know, but immediately when I saw it, I was just like, wow, that's kind of surprising. I didn't didn't think they could make an all-decade team. I mean, really good player, but I just didn't expect to to see his name on there at all.
1: My guess is that they were just doing that based off of players who, like, weren't workhorses or anything. So I'd say that Darren Spoles is probably the best player that wasn't, like, a workhorse or wasn't, like... A number one option, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and that's my guess for what, because that's what the flex is almost. Yeah, and
2: I mean, now that we, we're talking about it, like, I don't hate it. I just really didn't expect it. Yeah. I just didn't expect him to see his name on that list. Really good player, though, for the Eagles. Is so anyone left
0: off that you wanted to see? They, like... There's
2: guys that are, like, in the late 10s that I kind of expected, like Lane Johnson on the offensive line. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. That was one that I was kind of missing. Um, Kelsey, Jason Kelsey. I mean, are we uh, gonna name all? Got... Are we gonna name all of the? No, like, no. I'm Eagles just saying. I'm just saying.
1: He. What were the signers again?
2: Alex Mack and Marquise Bouncey.
1: So I mean. Okay. Yeah. Then never mind.
2: Yeah. I mean. Good. You could argue. Really it. good. I bet, but, I I bet mean, you got some votes. Later in the tens.
0: Yeah. I bet you got some votes. Um, That's probably a thing. Is later where they consider were they from 2010 to 2019. No, he wasn't even later. Mm-hmm. He was like. When he's like 13, right? Yeah, I got drafts around then. That's yeah. Still seven years. Mm-hmm. So it's,
1: uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't hate that he wasn't on there though.
2: Trying to think of wideouts, but like no, Hopkins just... was later in the tens, mm-hmm. so he would probably go in this this current decade. I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy with wideouts there, and then I can't really think of running backs. I, mean, I can't
0: believe Gronkowski wasn't unanimous. Yeah, that that's really me. interesting. That's really interesting. That was actually like the first thing that popped out to me. I'm like, why is it? Because on the on the Twitter, <laughs> their names are bolded if yeah. they're unanimous, and Rob Gronkowski is in normal font. I'm surprised he's not bolded. That one surprises me. Yeah,
2: I'm wondering who else um, would even be a vote for that. Like obviously, what's Kelsey. another
0: tight end that's was considered throughout? I mean, Kelsey and Gronk are, they are the two. That would have been my two, no doubt. Maybe Jimmy Graham. Nah, yeah, I wouldn't still have
1: a it. But
2: that was even earlier in the tens. Yeah, you
1: could you could make that argument for like the backside, but he yeah. was he was
0: good earlier in the tens, and then he just he yeah. fell off. Right. Um – Maybe because maybe because he retired earlier. I don't. What if he was still playing? Would they have voted him unanimous? I don't know. I can't maybe. imagine. Like who? Did, I'm wondering who didn't vote for him and why. Kind of like a Derek Jeter thing. I like. don't mean to throw another Eagles player, but maybe Zach Ertz got some maybe votes Zach over him. Maybe Zach but I don't even think. But, that's not. Well, how many vote? I wonder possibly. how many votes did they get. Could right. you say? Could you can vote for three guys, or did they say you have to pick one? I don't know how the voting mm-hmm. worked. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you could only vote for one. Well, no, it couldn't have been. You can only well, maybe. No, it could
1: have. Gronkowski's the greatest tight end of all time. Right, right. So how is he not unanimous? Exactly. Like, no matter how you put it.
0: You know, no, I I that's I agree. But my but question how does that is vote in how everything. did the voting work for this all decade team? Mm-hmm. And who voted on it? Like, how did it get brought up? Right. I don't know. Let's uh, go, go one
2: thi- sorry. Uh, one thing that I liked is uh, we got three Buffalo boys on there, all at running back. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, represent. You know, that's that run game. Was it Frank Gore. Frank Sean Gore. Gore Leshawn McCoy and Marshawn. Marshawn. <laughs> Buffalo boy, man. I mean, neither
0: is Marshawn. I mean, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. on. Dude. Neither is Frank
1: Gore. Like, Marshawn was here for two years.
2: Marshawn could actually be
1: work. a little bit disliked in Buffalo, honestly. Yeah. He kind of I went mean, his way He wanted out.
2: Yeah, he wanted out, and I don't really blame him. We were pretty bad, and it's not, a, it's not warm here, and he's a Cali. He's yeah. a, yeah, a Bay
0: Area are. guy, so. You know, I don't really I don't really blame him. Shady loved it in Buffalo. Yeah, he Loved did. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Frank Gore said he loved it here, too. Yeah. So uh, defensive-wise, uh, defensive ends, Calais Campbell, Cameron Jordan, uh, Julius Peppers, and J.J. Watt, J.J. Watt being unanimous. Defensive tackles, Geno Atkins, Fletcher Cox, Aaron Donald, and Nadamik and Sue, Aaron Donald being unanimous. Inside linebackers, Luke Keekly, uh, Bobby Wagner, and Patrick Willis. Uh, outside linebackers, Chandler Jones, Khalil Mack, and Von Miller. Von Miller being unanimous. Uh, at corner, uh, Patrick Peterson, Darrell Revis, and Richard Sherman. Safeties, Eric Berry, Earl Thomas, and Eric Weddle. And then defensive backs are Chris Harris and Tyron Matthew. So,
2: um, good list. I just have one, and mine was Troy Polamalu. I know that his mm, career yeah. ended um, in the beginning of the of the 10s, so, I mean, I understand why he's not on here, but I think I would replace Palomalu with Weddle, even though it was at the end of his career. Take um, Weddle
0: out, put in Palomalo? Yeah, uh,
2: and that's really the only one that I was that I saw
1: immediately. As I'm looking at Thomas' screen right now, this guy tweets, Eric Weddle over Cam Chancellor, go home, NFL, you're drunk. And <laughs> yeah. honestly, I think I agree with that. Mm-hmm. that I think Cam Chancellor too. should be on there. Yep. Cam
0: Chancellor's nice.
1: But I, th- I feel like the thing with him was probably that they knocked him out because he, he retired maybe. When did he retire? Like, two, three years ago? Well, not even retired. Not even he, didn't try, even, he, yeah, he just didn't find yeah, he a team. Yeah, he couldn't. Well, no, not even. And he just didn't find a team. He just couldn't play. Yeah, almost.
2: right. That was another one that I was thinking of, too, was Cam Chancer. Who do yeah, you replace good, him with?
0: They had a good safety deal. Oh, yeah, who do you replace him with?
2: Probably, Eric
0: Weddle no, no,
1: or no, no. Matthew? Definitely over Tyron Matthew. I love Tyron Matthew. Yeah, but he just,
2: he just he hasn't blown up until, like, past He's a later years. guy. Yeah. Wait, what
1: do you mean? Wait so, what were you asking
2: there? I was Ooh. asking who would you replace Chancellor with, and then Palamalu.
1: Like, oh, you're I, saying who would you have in there over Chancellor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like who would, who could Chancellor be in there for? Like, you know, I was trying. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, mean,
2: I feel like Matthew would be a pretty good argument, and Matthew, yeah, too. Chancellor would be in there over. Yeah, Matthew Matthew but I Man. think I think Barry, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, and Palamalu would be my be my four safeties. But I mean, they only there's only have three. three. Saf- yeah, there's only three safeties
1: on here. It's so. Tough. I yeah. don't know how that works. I think the one thing that beats Paul Mello is he is just—he was really early. Yeah,
2: and so. that's that, and that's why I kind of get it. And his career ended in the early '10s, so I'm not really that upset
1: about it. But
0: it so. was just a like 2000 or 2009. Yeah,
2: still. I mean, there. the dude's a Hall of Famer. You know what for I mean? Sure. Yeah. So I wonder what the
1: gate for that is. Like, I wonder right. if you have to play a certain number of years in the 2010s to be eligible yeah, for it. Yeah. Well, because like you
2: could make the argument about Megatron too. When did his career end?
1: 2015.
2: Yeah. Right I mean, that's right in the middle
1: years. of it, so... Yeah, so maybe maybe it was like five years. I think that's that's pretty plausible. Yeah. If you played five years in the 2010s, you should be you
0: could be on the list. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, for the special teams, it was uh, Johnny Hecker and Shane Lechler for uh, punting. Kickers, Goskowski, um, and Justin Tucker. Tucker was unanimous. Punt returners, Tyreek Hill, Darren Sproles, and uh, kick returns was uh, Devin Hester and Cordell Patterson. So The one thing about that surprise... Me about that is that Devin Hester wasn't
1: unanimous.
2: Yeah. For yeah, I Robinson. agree. I mean, Patterson kind of gives him a run for his money. I mean, I I know that he's not as explosive, but I mean, he's
0: really consistent. So. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. We don't know what the voting was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they if they had three votes, like you can vote three players in, and you and you didn't vote for Devin Hester, then I don't understand. Yeah. But if you only had one and you said, "Okay, I'm gonna take Cordell Patterson," then I understand. Yeah. I don't know.
1: And obviously my pick for punter would have been Pat McAfee on one of those. but Yeah.
0: That's a when little bit of bias. Did, when did his career, when did he retire? I'm not sure. Six, 16? It's long
1: enough to be right?
0: on there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't who knows? Know. And then coaches, uh, two of them, Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll. Yeah. No argument. Yeah. I think it's
2: kind of close. Maybe maybe a hardball. Yeah, on the outside looking. i thinking... Yeah, but I don't. I don't. But only because it was, so. well, because he he did work with Flacco, um, you know, in what you. Which harbor are you talking
0: about?
2: Jim. Okay. Um, in twenty twelve, and then like as of recent, they've had a lot of success. So I
1: just I don't know I just I don't think you could put anybody in over
2: those. Because okay yeah because the Seahawks defense is just so elite that the, it's kind of tough to make that argument. So
1: the Patriots and the Seahawks are the teams uh, of the tens. The,
2: the yeah. 10s, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Who's your what is your Mount Rushmore of coaches? Ever. Let's go like in the in recent memory. So no Madden or so anything like that. People who coach in your lifetime. Yeah. That's fair. So obviously these two are on there. Who are your other two? A Harbaugh?
1: And a Tomlin.
0: Tomlin's a good one. Never I, had a sub five hundred record. I agree with that. I think I'm I like that a lot. Think, I'm trying to think of who else. I like Tomlin on there. Tomlin's a great coach.
2: Who's Sean out, Payton's
0: is on the outside is. looking in, maybe. Mm. Mm. He's kind of peeking his head around.
2: Recently, though, they haven't had a lot of success in the playoffs, no. so that's kind of tough. And then, obviously, Bounty Gate when he got suspended. Right. I was just watching a game last night, um, Saints versus Colts, when uh, Breeze broke United uh, Johnny consists, uh consecutive touchdown uh, like games with uh, a touchdown in, like, consecutive order and he, it was like 49 straight games with a passing touchdown and it was a pretty cool game and then I see Sean Payton up in the stands and I'm like what the heck is going on and it was like literally the year after they uh, they had just um, he had just been found guilty for that uh, bounty gate which was really, a really crazy story but yeah I feel like you know Belichick Carroll Harbaugh Tomlin yeah. would be mine in the times
0: Payton's close yeah real close I wouldn't put him on there either but he is close he's peeking his head around mm-hmm. but no I don't put him on you the can say run. any read Oh, yeah. Yeah. But also,
1: like, playoff woes. Yeah, that's true. That's a problem. That's true. Um, yeah. No, I agree with that list that we mm-hmm. had said. But just for two outside peeking in is probably Peyton and Andy Reid. Andy yeah. Reid's a good one. If he had more
0: Super Bowls, just he would be so mm-hmm. much. He yeah. would be so great. Um, So let's go to here. Last time we did it for um, the American League, uh, Bobby and I did. And um, basically what we did was we – did MLB like the best players on that team for uh, the AL team? So, for example, for the Yankees, we did Garrett Cole. Um, for uh, who did we do for the Red Sox? Chris Salper I know. Really no, I did JD was... Martinez.
2: Yeah, I think I did
0: Bogarts. Yeah, and whatnot. But yeah. uh, now we'll do it for the National League. So we'll start <laughs> out uh, with the uh, Atlanta Braves.
2: Um, one of my favorite players to watch right now is Acuna Junior. Uh, dude, mashes, and I mean. Really good, solid uh, defensive play in the outfield. One of the most exciting young players to watch in the in the league, like period. So, I think he's gonna be my pick on the Braves.
0: I agree with that. That's I don't dispute that at all. Uh, Miami Marlins.
2: This is tough because I really don't recognize a lot of names on there. Uh, what's yours? I want to see what yours is. Mine's
0: either Jonathan VR or their young third baseman. I guess he's oh he's twenty six so he's still young. Uh, Brian Anderson. He's one. He was a top prospect, and doesn't um, matter though. I don't know who I'd choose. I guess I would choose VR. Yes, yeah, me too.
2: Because he's a he's a he's been in the league for a while, so I mean.
0: I choose him. Yeah, me too. Um, staying in the division, uh, let's go to the New York Mets. It's Jake
2: Degrom. Yep. I mean, he's gonna go for the three peat if they play baseball this year, and I mean, there's really no stopping that dude when he when he's on when he's on his game. I mean. He might, I mean, obviously his record isn't very good to show, um, obviously, because he played for a bad team. But, um, you know, dude's a stud. He's going go to go Yeah, it really isn't. I mean, when you're chucking a 98-mile proper fastball every 50, I mean, like, there's just no stopping you, I don't think.
0: Yeah, he's really good. It's just a shame. He's, I mean, I remember when he won the sign, he was like 10-9. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies.
2: Bryce Harper. Uh, Do
0: you agree with that? Yeah. Right,
1: I, I made a joke today that it oh, was yeah, McCutcheon yeah, yeah, yeah. because McCutcheon's my favorite Phillies yeah, player. Yeah, he looked over he
2: looked his over, his over at my list and he mouths to me, McCutcheon. Oh so, it was a joke. Yeah. 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 I, I, I do like McCutcheon
1: hard, a
0: lot. Though. He's probably my favorite Phillies player. A lot of heart. Cool dude. I remember when he was got traded to the Yankees, he was I liked him a lot. Yeah. Uh the Nationals.
2: Um I mean you gotta pick someone from the pitching staff and I and I think it's Scherzer. Uh he gives DeGrom a run for his money, I think, most years at the Cy Young. A um, little bit of trouble, I think, uh, towards the end of last year, um, right before the playoffs, and then he picked it up. And then he picked it up uh, to win the World Series, which is awesome for that team because guys who I really wanted to win it, like him and Strasburg and, and Rendon and Rendon, like finally did it. And without Harper, is kind of funny to think because he was one of the best young players in the league at the time and just couldn't get done with them. And then they lose him, don't gain much, and then they win the World Series. It's just kind of a crazy story.
0: Yeah, I'd go. I'd go Scherzer. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was between Scherzer or Soto for me, but I go Scherzer because mm-hmm. I think Scherzer is the top two pitcher in the league. Yep, I don't think Soto's the top left fielder in the league. Yeah, well, no, no. I mean, he's, he's getting up there. He's going sure. to be. I mean,
2: how old is he now? Twenty. Twenty years old or twenty one?
0: Oh. Yeah, I it's crazy. He, I don't think he can drink yet. When uh, when they dominated the
2: Cardinals in the um NLCS, I was pretty convinced about that team. Like I knew that the Astros were still a powerhouse. Like. This was before any of the scandals came up, but I mean I just knew that that team was going to be pretty scary in the World Series, and I loved watching Soto even though he did that weird dance thing after he takes a ball. Yeah,
0: it is weird the Soto yeah.
2: shuffle. I mean, it's kind of intimidating though. I'm not
0: gonna yeah. lie. I'd be scared. He's twenty one years old now, by the way. Yeah. I don't know. What is your top left fielders then? Probably yeah, it would go Stanton. Are we gonna call nah. him a left fielder. He is, but I don't put him. I don't know if I do. Um. Know who a left fielder is. Left field's not really a position of a lot of Usually strength. you're
2: sticking a guy who can play anywhere in the outfield. Right. Sticking him there. I mean, it's. Well, Acuna. Yeah.
0: I really think it's those two who are the best. Acuna and Soto? Uh huh. So Soto is number two? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think. I'll think if there's someone else. but uh-huh. As of right now, I can't think of what. I mean, if I can't, maybe I'm just having a brain fart, but I don't know. Um, the Cubs.
2: Uh, this is kind of tough. I don't like them, so... you're a Cardinals fan. Yeah, I don't like them, so it's kind of tough to give it to this guy. I really think it's between Rizzo and Bryant, but I think it's Bryant.
0: You go Bryant? Yeah.
2: It's close, though. It is. I like watching Rizzo a little bit more, just because he's not, you know... Uh, Bryant said that stuff about St. Louis last year, and just kind of irked me. Like, I'm not even from there, I don't really care, but, like, the fact they just said that kind of annoyed me like about his his, his character and I like r- watching li- Rizzo a little bit more just because he doesn't really say stuff like that but I think I think Brian's a better player
0: I'd go Brian I do like watching Rizzo I love his I love sweet lefty swings and, Bri- and Rizzo has that mm-hmm. so I'm a big Rizzo guy but no I'd, I'd go Brian I don't yeah. think that's um, I don't think that's a bad choice at all um, let's go with Cincinnati Reds I
2: want to hear yours first because I don't really I'm not very confident in mine I want to see if if we match up.
0: So, for me, it could go. It could go to Trevor Bauer. Mm-hmm. I like him. I like the addition of Nick Castellanos, but do I want to go Joey Votto? I don't know. I had Votto
2: and Bauer written down.
0: See, Votto is good. He's thirty six, and last year I'm pulling up the stats right now. He did not hit very well. He didn't.
2: Mm-hmm from what i remember. Yeah,
0: he was 261 with 15 home runs. Yeah. Canadian too. Mhm. I don't know. Um I'm, I'm torn. Yeah. I I guess I'll go
2: The thing about the Reds though is that they're not really like star-studded, but they're a pretty solid team. They're, they're going to be ma- in the race. They're going to make noise, I think. And it sucks to say it because they're in the central, but I think that they're going to end up making a little bit of noise in the in the in the, in the, in the playoff race.
0: I don't know if I want to give it to Bauer though.
2: Me neither, because he kind of. He
0: had a over. He had an ERA over four last year. Yeah, didn't have a. very and a ERA. career ERA over four. Mm-hmm. Luis Castillo is a good young pitcher for them. Mm-hmm. Is he number
2: one. I don't think so. I think I'm going to give it to Votto, just because he's been there and he's a consistent hitter. Except, you know, past couple years were kind of fluky. Yeah, really you sold me. I'll, I'll go
0: Votto. Yeah. You sold me on that one.
2: Um, Milwaukee. Uh, no question. It's the he won MVP, right? Am, oh, I, am yeah. I am I am I not mistaken by saying that? that's the MVP, Christian Yelich?
0: Yeah, he's he's good. That's uh, actually Julian's. So, your favorite N- or uh, MLB player? He's not I, on the Phillies. Yeah, I think so. He rakes. So, is that your, what is the reason behind him? You just like his swagger? Yeah, yeah. He looks
1: like. Uh, he looks like he, Christian Bale. No, he looks like. I the, think he looks like Christian Bale. <laughs> he, looks
2: like, no, he, he looks like no, he looks like the dude from SNL.
1: Which one? There's so many dudes from. SNL. Pete Davidson. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, he does look like Pete Davidson. Yeah, I do see that. Uh huh. Is Christian Bale out of pocket? No,
2: I don't think so. A little bit. A little bit. I see where you're coming from, but I think he looks exactly like
0: Pete Davidson. I have hmm. a comment about y'all? I'm trying to keep it to myself. <laughs> um, I'm looking right now. We remember we were talking about top left fielders in the game. Uh, this list from MLB.com has Soto one. Michael Brantley two. See now this has to be a, a, an old list because it's got Brian Reynolds from Pittsburgh at three. So this has to be an old list. So I'm just gonna, we're gonna pretend that I didn't pull that up, and we're gonna forget that I ever did that. Yeah. Sorry to the listeners at home. I don't know what happened there, but no, I, I guess I go Soto two. Yeah.
2: Pittsburgh. Not a very good team. I mean, I put Bell down just because I, 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 I did agree. rakes, but I couldn't really think of anyone else. I mean, I guess you could you could say Archer, but no. he's not very consistent recently. No. so. I go Josh Bell.
0: Mm-hmm. Your Cardinals. The
2: loss of Ozuna really hurts. Uh, I think the best hitter on the team is Goldschmidt. Um, and a solid defensive first baseman. And I like watching him play. I'd also make the case for uh, Paul DeYoung. Um, really, really good defensive shortstop, but I think I'm going to go with Goldschmidt just because Yachty's a little bit older and we don't really have a, a stud pitcher. I could say Flaherty too, but I don't know. We're not a very star-studded team. What, Carpenter? He's old too. I think he's losing his touch. He, he missed a lot of games last year with injury, and we had uh, we had Tommy Edmund filling in for him who was a really consistent hitter, so I'm I'm not too worried about, you know, losing him at third base. Hmm. Yeah. I, I like him. So still my favorite player on the
0: Cardinals, but I don't think he's the best. I'll go Goldschmidt. Yeah. Really good hitter. Yeah, he's consistent over there. Uh good defensive first base. And mm-hmm. last five, uh Arizona.
2: I wanna hear yours. I wanna hear what you say.
0: I wanna go Mad Bum. Mm-hmm. That's my That's knee jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there any I mean Archie Bradley, he's a good closer, but no. I don't give him number one. Um Jake Lamb is good, but I, I I'd go Mad Bum over him. Yep. It's a shame for... for I go Mad Bum. That's my final answer. Do, mm-hmm. do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. It's a shame because he's money in the postseason. Yep. But, but they're, they're not, not going to get there. <laughs> to <there. laughs> <laughs> the postseason. But he has uh, money when he gets there. He... um. I remember Yankee fans were saying, man, let's get... Let's get... Uh, mad Bum over here. He will, did not want to go to an American League team. Mm-hmm. He wanted to he hit. hit. And people are like, oh my god, how did the Yankees get let mad? And this was after they signed Garrett Cole, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> they were still wanting... I mean, you are such a New York Yankee fan, the fact that... And they also wanted... Uh, last year, they wanted Zach Grinke from um, Arizona. He had a no-trade clause, and he said, I do not want to go to the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like the pressure. Yeah. They'd rather go to a more relaxed situation mm-hmm. than New York, which is tough. And people, yeah, they're like... And they were, like, yelling at Brian Castro, like, how did you let Zach Greinke get away? Can you open up the New York Post or the Athletic and read a little yeah, bit, dude? seriously. They, he didn't want to come here.
2: Um, you can make the argument the Arizona Diamondbacks have the two best-hitting pitchers in the league. I mean, I really don't think there's an argument there. Mad Bum rakes. Greinke has a couple of homers in his uh
0: Well, Greinke's in, in Houston. You're saying had?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had yeah oh, he had a, he, yeah, he a couple in uh, right in uh, well right
0: now well they had Greinke's in Houston yeah. mm-hmm. so they had okay mm-hmm. um Colorado Arenado yeah
2: Um, Dodgers this one's tough now this one's really tough
0: it was Bellinger undisputed Easily, yeah but now that they but now they bats. have another MVP like. Kershaw's good, but he's not what he used to be. If if it was Kershaw in his prime. Terrible in the postseason. But now we're learning that it was because of trash cans.
2: Not necessarily. He's been terrible. He had an impact on
0: it because he sucked against the Astros three times.
2: And and he sucked in the NLCS every year. I mean, dude's a stud. He's a high young winner, but I mean, that dude is just not good in the playoffs at all.
0: In his prime, he was the most dominant pitcher of our generation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was so good.
2: I think I'm going to say Bats.
0: You're gonna go bats.
2: Yeah, but it's really, really, really close.
0: I'm torn because I, it's hard for me to say Mookie,
2: but now that mm-hmm. he's on the, uh, I I mean I guess you could say that I I won't I won't hold it against you, and I don't think anyone else will, because he's on a new team. Declan will. Yeah. <laughs> Declan will. That's true.
0: But am I gonna alter my say because of what Declan thinks? Yeah, you can't. You can't. Declan doesn't even listen to English. our podcast. I'm gonna go Bellinger.
2: Okay. I, am I, don't hate, I don't
0: hate I don't it either, because it's so close. And the reason is, and I'll go off last year as kind of my tiebreaker. Last year, Mookie batted 295 with 29 home runs. Bellinger batted uh, 305 with 47 home runs. Yeah. But Mookie's also batted 330 in his career, so it's tough. But mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go Bellinger. Yeah,
2: it's really close.
0: And it's by a hair. Yeah. Padres is Manny.
2: Yep, and but you could make the argument for Tatis soon. Soon he he will be. Mm-hmm. I I like watching that kid too. I hope that they're gonna be good soon, because um, Paddock's nice too. Mm-hmm. They have a pretty solid team, and it's really just they gotta put it together. It's with their farm, with,
0: at one point, they had the number one farm system in. The yeah, mix. they just gotta
2: put it together with some more pitchers, I think.
0: And now they're starting to blossom, which is nice. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. And watching. last, the San Francisco Giants.
2: I'm not. I don't love them. Uh, at all this year, I mean, I think their best player is Posey, but even he is declining. I think. Yeah, they lost everyone.
0: Mhm. close.
2: I mean, Pence maybe, and that's that's saying something about your roster if Pence is one of your best
0: players. I'll go Posey. Yeah. Based on the track record, but I like the I like uh, Mike Yastrzemski. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was some. that was one that was one name that kind of. Well, came he's twenty nine. Yeah. So he's kind of a late bloomer. It mm-hmm. kind of took him a while to get through the the season but he batted uh it's two seventy two with twenty one home runs last year. Yeah. He's got a sweet lefty swing. Um I they still did you know they still have that Jeff Samarja. Really? They still How have How old them? is that dude? I do you have thirty five. That's um, crazy. Evan Longoria. I remember I hated him when he was in Tampa. because uh-huh. he had good right field power and he uh-huh. would kill us in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Um and then they still have uh Johnny Cueto. Oh yeah, It's thirty four. Weird team. That's another weird
2: team. They're not gonna do much, but got a lot of names that you remember.
0: Well, yeah, because you remember them because they could only win on even year goes like, two thousand was it two thousand ten, twelve, and fourteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: They beat the cards in. Twelve. Yeah.
0: Off their. Uh, World Series honeymoon season. Yeah, they were. I remember they were fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, Bobby, you guys, you and Julian kind of put it together. It was a NFL mock draft last episode. We did one through ten, um, and this one, you, know, you guys have eleven through twenty ready. Yeah. Um,
2: this one was a little bit tough because I feel like our first round was kind of all over the place. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, there's a couple teams taking tackles. This. Uh, 11 through 20 has a ton of SEC players uh, Right away I see a lot of BAM A lot of LSU And I got a couple Georgia and Florida And South
0: Carolina in here what's I'm that? sorry I'm just going to have to interrupt this I just realized something I know you guys can't see it Because you know, it's a podcast It's all audio I'm sitting up with my feet up On the desk I'm wearing My socks don't match
2: Yeah I noticed that I, I was going to say something But now that you bring it up And there's That's a hole in
0: one of them There's a hole in one yeah. of them too
1: My socks don't match either
2: yeah, we Julian's were we to bring anything up. But, I Julian mean, now, walked now into the in house to.
0: not wearing socks. And then it came it dawned on us that he wore sneakers with no with no socks. Yeah.
1: Look, I just we've all had the moments where you know you just don't want to put any effort, you just walk out of the house with whatever.
2: Yeah. yeah, but then your feet get all sweaty. Like I feel my feet oh, getting sweaty that. when I wear sneakers
0: with no socks. I don't think I They were on for like five minutes.
1: Alright.
0: My grandpa's the only person I know that wore no sn- no socks with sneakers. Not a big socks. I'm not, I need to wear socks. I love socks.
1: Now right, let's move
2: on. Yeah, are we gonna do this or what? Yeah, we're gonna do this. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: how, how do you I'm just
2: do? I'm just gonna go through it? Yeah, go through it, I'll add yeah,
1: them. Okay. But I just wanna say there's a lot of L S U Bama because they produce the best talent. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And just SEC, the SEC in general.
2: S E C in general. I mean those those guys all all those teams get all the best. Uh NFL caliber players. Why? Here we go. What? Why? Because uh, a lot of the best players, a lot of the best players play in the South. Like a lot of the best football is in the South, and that's where they recruit the majority of the players. I feel like the state of Alabama produces a lot of mm-hmm. the top, um, you know, college recruits. I'm not
1: arguing. I just wanted you to explain. Yeah. And just in recent time, Bama has dominated. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to go to Bama then you want to go to the teams that are playing against Bama. Just be on that spotlight and just maybe beat them and get yourself a little bit of notoriety. What do you guys
0: think of the stuff that I'm seeing on Twitter and Instagram and whatnot? You know, obviously it's all talk. I mean, who knows if if GMs actually say this? Who knows? I saw, you know, people are saying that um, a few teams have Tua third or fourth on their board. Again, this could all be smoke for trades and whatnot at the draft because this draft is going to be crazy. They're saying that he was he could be more of a just a product of Alabama's great system. Do you guys do you guys like that? Do you guys agree with that? No. <laughs> no, because you're
2: in really no a system. I don't think offensively.
0: And Jalen Hurts didn't play good when he was there. Yeah. I didn't like Jalen Hurts when he played at Bama. Mm-hmm. I thought he was bad.
2: I really think that Jalen Hurts' success is due to the Oklahoma system. Right. I mean, you can make the argument for that too. I mean,
0: I didn't like I didn't like it either. Yeah. I don't like seeing that. You know, I, I don't, don't like, like seeing them. people thrive off systems. I don't mm-hmm. like that argument. Yeah. I don't. don't like the dog you're gonna. Th- you could, you're gonna a make
1: a system that Fits your puts players. your quarterback in the best position possible. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, exactly. Like, yeah, every quarterback is a part of a system because that's just how it is. You're not gonna put Lamar Jackson in a pass-heavy system because, yeah, of course he's gonna suck because that's not his, that's not his strength. You play to your quarterback's strength. Mm-hmm. So
0: everybody's nice. It goes yeah. for quarterbacks. It goes for every profession in America. Yeah, yeah. you work. Lamar in a Jackson.
2: Lamar Jackson is you know speed option RPO and all that stuff. Aaron Rodgers thrives off deep balls and getting out of the pocket. And then Tom Brady is passes under five yards in the air. And I mean that's just how it works. Had to throw that little shot in there. Well, I mean you know we talk about it, and it's not going to be disputed because it should, like. In his twenty eleven AFC Championship game, he didn't have a pass it was over ten yards in the air. I
1: mean, maybe that's all that was. open.
2: Yeah, and
0: I mean, I'm I'm okay with that. That was their scheme. That was what they. could Yeah, have and lost. I'm okay
2: with that. But I mean, it's not impressive to me. That's why he's going to Tampa Bay. Exactly. Maybe he'll maybe he'll
0: finally air it out. Here we go. He still has a good arm. I don't want to hear people say that I, he doesn't have a I'm good arm. And I'm not going to say that he doesn't have a good arm, but I mean, I know you're not. We, how do but we know? People, the eggheads on Twitter, they say, "Oh, Tom Brady, he doesn't have a good arm." He Listen, there's a few guys where the ball comes out different. Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen. There's those guys where it just comes out different with those guys. It's just insane. Tom Brady, I mean, he's in the next tier. But I mean, no one's in that tier. That tier is is small. Mm-hmm. But he's he's right below that, right that there second tier. People are thinking he's like third or fourth tier, like a terrible arm. No, he's yeah. not. Look like
2: Breeze and who else is like right under them? Breeze. Probably Rodgers. Wait, what? You, what no, I I'd Rogers, say
0: Rogers. Right, uh, wait, wait what, what put he, Rogers, Mahomes, Allen. They're in that tier Oh, one of, okay, of, of, okay. Of I, like, got, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you I know get what you're saying? saying.
2: Yeah. I say like Breeze. Right. Who else is in there?
1: Who
0: they're like just in the under, second tier? Just soccer? under the top second tier. Second tier. Yeah, Brady, Breeze. Um,
2: maybe Ryan, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. Stafford. Matt Stafford. I'd actually put. He I'd might closer. be in tier one. Yeah, close to tier
1: one, maybe. Yeah. Anyways.
2: Yeah. Draft. We'll do the draft now. Uh, Number 11. So, actually, I'll do a recap real quick. At number 10, we had the Browns selecting Makai Becton, um, a tackle at number 10. And then at number 11, we have the New Jersey Jets selecting Jerry Judy, <laughs> receiver out of uh, Alabama. He is going to be the second receiver taken right behind uh, Lamb, who is at number 9. Um, next up, we have another Bama guy uh, going to the Raiders, Who's just going to be the next best uh, wide out that's going to be available? And that's Henry Ruggs, the third, uh, a wide receiver, speedy guy who had the fastest combine, uh, 40 yard dash at the combine. Um, next one, I'm not really confident in, but I feel like it's a hole that they have to fill at D tackle. So they traded away DeForest Buckner um, for the number 13 spot. And there's re- really what you would want to do there is maybe select a wide receiver, but I don't think that there's going to be any there, so I'm going to have them taking Javon Kinlaw out of the real USC.
1: Uh, I think with D-tactyl. that, I think with that they trade down. Yeah. I, I see that if you trade away defensive tackle, mm-hmm. that means you want to get something different. Yeah. Yeah. Like a different position.
2: And that's why I don't really like it there because I think that's where he could go at that spot at you know top fifteen. But to that team, I don't really like it, and that's right. And we we did no we did no trades with this because you really can't predict something like that. But I like him at number thirteen, yeah. like around that spot.
1: I feel like if Ruggs is off the board, though, I feel like they trade down. Yeah, and
2: probably get Jefferson or maybe a guy like Shinal or Riga or something like that. Hopefully not Jefferson. Hopefully not for Julian. Uh, at the box number fourteen, we have them taking uh, Thomas a. Offensive tackle in Georgia. No, 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 no. Oh, okay.
0: I'm on a few people's boards. Yeah. Mark Hyper. Yeah. I was on his board.
2: You're going to be Mr. Irrelevant.
0: I'm really relevant yeah. in the sports world. Yeah. You know, usually the kickers go undrafted, so. No, right. no, 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 I'm not going. I'm not a kicker in the draft. Oh, what are you? Quarterback? I'm like Isaiah Simmons, but on offense.
2: Right. Uh, I play so you can player. play. Okay.
0: Everything but old line. I'm not I'm not I'm, not, uh, I'm okay. not a trenches guy. Right. Receiver, running back, tight end, whatever. Alright. But only passing plays for tight end. Like Spice Adams, That video of Spice Adams. Yeah. I
1: mean
2: What what is that? Running back? Running Raring back and
1: right? that something like that. Yeah. Pretty much for anybody who hasn't seen the video, he just like names off every single position yeah, of that, football. That's, that's Thomas. what he's saying he is. That's Thomas. Yeah. Um,
2: he's from Georgia, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was he was higher up on my board actually. I think he was higher than Worst right before the combine, but then like, the athleticism that Wurst has is insane, so he jumped up uh, into the top ten for me. Uh, next up, I have the Broncos at 15, taking C.J. Henderson out of the University of Florida, another SEC pick. Uh, this one was tough. I didn't know if I wanted to have uh, Fulton here or if I wanted Henderson. Henderson was up on my board um before the combine, and then you know uh, it, it was another tough choice. But I had Henderson going there. Obviously, the departure of Chris Harris Jr. is is going to be tough on that secondary, and a and a team that could be looking at a wild card uh, spot, especially with the new with the new playoff rules. Um, you know, having to beef up that secondary, losing Chris Harris Jr. is going to be tough, and I think that Henderson is going to re- do really good there. Uh, at sixteen, I have the Falcons taking Kayla uh, Ch- uh out of. LSU and edge rusher Uh, that defense is losing a lot and it's a dwindling team I think and uh, they just need they're just going to pick best available there and I think that's going to be a good pick for them another edge rusher. Um, Next up I have the Cowboys selecting Xavier McKinney a safety out of another SEC school Bama and I think that they're gonna get a great uh, athlete out of McKinney there um, and probably beef up that secondary and that's another team that i don't have a lot of confidence in um you know i think that they're going to be dwindling even with a new head coach they're not going to i don't think that they're going to be as successful uh we're here at the cowboys gotcha. yeah what do you think about them I mean,
0: but yeah, I think they're picking safety. Yeah, that's, that's you got
2: to do something in the secondary there to help them out a little bit on defense. Yeah,
1: they were they were even looking at Jamal Adams a little bit last which year. I, I really hope that they
0: don't get him because he's a beast. I remember last year they were talking about that, and they they had it was weird. It was, it didn't seem like the Cowboys to me because they're they'll spend money, they'll spend, they don't they want the best players. They were willing to spend the first round pick, but then they were arguing over like a third round pick or a fifth round pick. It was like the second pick they were arguing over. Yeah. Him and them and the Jets. I just. And feel then like... they wanted to. They were going to revisit it, in the off season, I'm not surprised to see that they were. I'm just surprised that that was what they were arguing about. Mm-hmm. It didn't it? Didn't seem like the Cowboys. I don't argue. know.
1: I just feel like the Jets kind of hold him as like untouchable. Yeah,
2: he's pretty much their franchise guy. mm mm-hmm. uh, safety I'm... is your franchise guy. I love it. Well. I mean, he's the best player on the roster. And I know. They probably can't be sold on Darnold yet.
0: And
1: that's a great franchise guy, honestly. He's
0: yeah, I, I wouldn't hate that. No, that. yeah, I would just rather have a quarterback than Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Is it bad to want more?
1: No, <laughs> I mean, to me, it doesn't really matter. I mean, wherever. Wherever your franchise guy is. If they're like be to that caliber. be that quarterback. I'd sure yeah. rather it be Darnold. Yeah, but, I mean, if they're going to be that caliber guy, I guess I don't really, I don't really care. You know what Bob, I mean? you're not a Jamal Adams guy, right?
2: No, I mean he's really good um in the box safety and um, how many interceptions does he have over his three three year career, four year career? No, he's not too. a lot. Oh, not no, you're right. He's
0: an in the box runner. Yeah. And sake. really
2: good uh tackler yeah. in the open field. And that's what I like in about Madden, him. And he's nice. But I mean he talks crap to Josh Allen. Like That's and, his job though. Chris. Yeah, I know, but then he doesn't live up to it and they it get up. stomped, so So, so I don't do That's what he's supposed to
1: do. What do you think is, what do you think he's supposed to say?
2: Keep his mouth shut.
1: Don't say anything. Well, you're the best safety in the league, though.
2: Yeah, I mean, but and if you you're going to talk on Twitter, up. you got to back it up.
1: I you're remember the it all He did back him. it up by being the best safety in the league.
2: But he didn't do anything to Allen.
1: Okay, well, his team sucks.
2: He doesn't. Allen's wide receivers suck.
1: Yeah, but as you say, you don't like to say Tom Brady's a GOAT because football's a team sport. Yeah. So... To but sport. if he's gonna
2: talk crap and then he's gotta back it up.
0: You think Colby beat Josh Allen stuff? Sl- no, no, this John was the year,
1: sl- that was the year before. That was his rookie
2: year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh huh. Gotcha. He had zero picks in that game, in both of the
1: games. Just got zero
0: picks was. though.
2: What's the argument?
0: And Josh Allen beat him. I
2: don't. know Yes, what yes argument but what is. I'm
1: what I'm saying is just because he had zero picks doesn't mean he didn't. You know, forget it. I don't I know will I think.
2: Uh, <laughs> next up, the Dolphins are gonna pick uh, Kristen Fulton out of. Uh, LSU. This is the, It was between him and Henderson, who I was gonna pick at uh, pick at fifteen with the Broncos.
0: That's the Steelers pick, right? They got for Fitzpatrick. Yep, they
2: got it. Yeah, they got it for uh, for Minka Fitzpatrick, and uh, I think Fulton's a pretty good pick for them. They're gonna be a pretty scary team. Uh, like if they can get if they like hit at quarterback with Tua, uh, and I think th- with Fulton in the secondary, it's gonna be it's gonna be really tough for any wide receiver in the a- AFC East to get open. Uh, next at the Raiders, I'm not really confident in this pick. Julie and I were talking about it a little bit. I had Trayvon Diggs initially, but we kinda of talked about it. We were thinking either Patrick Queen out of L S U or Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. And really I think what the Raiders do is they're gonna pick best available, uh, at corner and, you know, it's who's gonna be their best interview and who's gonna be best on tape. And I feel like what one of those three are gonna be the best for
1: uh, That Raiders team. I feel like for the Raiders, what you're going to see is it depends on what they value more. You'll see what they value more. Because Mm -hmm. if they value linebacker more, they'll pick Patrick Queen. Yeah. If they value cornerback more, they'll pick whoever is best available.
2: Right. Yeah. Uh, And like you were saying, in the AFC West with Mahomes and uh, the Chargers, who have really good uh, wide receivers, I feel like you might need... And Drew Locke. Yeah. Drew Locke, and, well, he also needs another wide receiver to throw to. I feel like. Division with good wideouts and good quarterbacks, you're, you might want to value cornerback more. And that's why I yeah, initially say, had I'd Drayvon like Diggs, but also Patrick Queen's a beast and Kenneth Murray's a beast. So I feel like it's kind of a tough choice there at, at 19. And then lastly, I have the Jaguars picking best available, A.J. Epinesa from Iowa, the edge rusher. And, you know, solid, really solid uh, pick there, I think. Um, him, Chaison are, like, really comparable, I think. Uh Epinesa is a little bit slower than and less athletic, but he's a beast. He'll, he'll bull rush and he, he has pretty nice moves. I, I think he's pretty comparable, I think, like finesse wise to Young. Obviously it doesn't have the power of the athleticism that Young has, but I feel like they're pretty comparable uh in their in their power moves and stuff like that.
1: They're gonna need a head rusher too because mm-hmm. Yannick's out.
2: Yeah, that was the, that was my next point was Ngakwa isn't gonna play for them. So
0: Where does he end up? it's
2: pretty interesting i I'm thinking either Philly I want him to come to Buffalo you know for a cheaper price than he's expecting but you know I, I've seen Philly I've seen um, the jets too you know but it's really who's gonna be the best partner for the jaguars
1: he's been posting a lot of um a lot of stuff on his Instagram about the Eagles so my guess would be the Eagles but I don't I wouldn't want to get him through a trade mm-hmm I'd say that you wait until he hits free agency because he's already showing interest, obviously, if he's yeah. posting all the Eagles stuff. Or maybe he's trolling, who knows? But I mean my guess is that he's he's interested in the Eagles if he's posting a lot of stuff, so I would just wait. He'll just fall right in your lap.
2: You think he's gonna hold out?
1: No, I don't think so.
2: But then maybe. if there's a trade and he has fine success for another team and maybe he wants to resign.
1: Yeah, then you know? he'll go there. But I mean, I I don't I think I don't think you should trade this year's first rounder for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year's first rounder I can see that. I would be happy with that. Yeah. But I don't think you give up this year's first rounder.
2: I agree. Yeah, I don't think that that would be a very smart trade because uh, if he doesn't like his money now then I feel like waiting until free agency next year is where you would probably end up getting him.
1: Because I think there's just a lot there's other positions that we need to address first before yep. we go after him. Mm-hmm.
0: Agreed. When you were doing the second this draft for 11 through 20 in the mid first round Um, In our pre production meeting, you were. It seemed like you're. I don't want to say you're struggling, but you were like, I don't know who I want here. You know, this is tough. The pick that I think threw you off, and I'm not saying you made the wrong pick. I'm saying the pick that's going to throw, that would impact it more. Like, imagine if you didn't have. You had the Jags taking Lamb. Yep. What if you had them taking an offensive tackle? Then it kind of bumps everyone down. Then I think it would have been easier for you. Mm -hmm. I think that's a pick that. Is gonna th- that'll impact the Broncos. That'll impact um, the Niners. The Niners a uh, big time. That's a pick that if they if they don't go receiver, if they go offensive line or defensive line, or trade back or trade back,
2: then and that's why stuff like this is so hard to predict right. because we're doing this without any trades, mm-hmm. and there's so many trade scenarios that could end up happening. So
0: big yeah. time. So that's a that's a pick that's. That's interesting mm-hmm. because if they don't go, I don't know, if they go receive well, I understand it. It's C.D. Lamb. He's a great player, but yeah. it's interesting to see. You know what movie I just watched? What's that? Again, mm-hmm. like for like the, because I'm on quarantine where all are and we need to watch stuff. Um, football movie. And it was, uh, it was Rudy again. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Rudy, Julian? No. no. Are you a big Notre Dame guy? No. No? I know Bobby Don't is. hate him. If you're a big Notre Dame guy, I think it's a movie you cry to. And I did. I'll admit it on the air. I cried to Rudy. Wow. I'll admit it, dude. I'm, I'm not an easy cry, but, I don't know. No, that was a good movie. I liked that one a lot. I heard what's mean, a movie? Yeah, I heard he was a
2: jerk in real life. Really? Mm-hmm. Which kind of, I mean, because he was just, like, super entitled, I guess. Like, he just expected to be on the team Yeah. everything. I mean, it's a good story, but I just heard, you know. I mean, can't believe everything you see on the internet, though. Am Alright, so that's true.
0: Yeah. Cannot believe
2: it though. That's a gr- a really good point. What's next? What do we got next?
0: Next, we got trivia. We got our trivia. Do you guys have your trivia? Yeah, up and ready. I have a pretty interesting one. God. you have the scoreboard over there. Oh, yeah, it's right here. Okay. I'm still in the lead. So uh, whatever. Yeah. Me I first. Keep an eye on them.
2: Me first? Yeah, go first. Um, what NFL team drafted Bo Jackson? I believe it was 1980, the 1986 draft. I watched the 30 for 30 on this. But don't quote me on that. Dude, 86 or 87 when he got drafted. Hint. That was him one. I'm going to give you three. Um, next hint is that it was an NFC team.
1: Okay. Give us another hint. Because I, I I feel like I know it. The last
2: hint is that he did not play a down for the single. I knew that.
1: See I knew all those things before you mm-hmm. even told me that. Mm-hmm. Oh. If I give Wait, you
2: what was, hint. was your last hint? I'm sorry. He didn't play a down for
1: them. Did not play a single snap. That doesn't help me. Mm. Um I, see I watched it thirty for thirty and I think it's I think it's the Buccaneers.
2: I could give you another hint.
1: Give give me another hint.
2: It's kind of, I might give it away. They just got a pretty big uh Acquisition
1: and yep, the agents. The Buccaneers. <laughs> yep, it's the Buccaneers. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. You're giving us that look. Yeah. But I'm going to go no, with the it's Buccaneers. It's the box. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. All right. Does Thomas get that? Yeah, yeah no. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, well,
1: yeah. Yeah, we'll give it to you. It's different
2: difference in my hand. Catch Bobby, anyway.
1: No, you're at five. I'm at eight. Julian's at six. All right. Matt. I got mine. Who is the oldest player to catch a touchdown?
2: Immediately, I want to say Jerry Rice. And then I want to say Larry Fitzgerald. And then I want to say Jerry Rice again. But do you have hints or players? Hints. Okay. Play for four teams.
0: I got...
1: hmm. I only have two hints.
0: Okay. What's your last one?
1: Had his most success with one team, which he played for, for 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Jerry Rice. Yeah, <laughs> I should have went a little bit easier or harder on the heads. I like that one though. That was a good that one. A good Immediately,
2: one. I thought it was going to be uh, Fitzgerald or like who. Was I should another... do multiple choice
1: session. I should have put Jerry Rice and Fitzgerald both mm-hmm. in there. Mhm.
2: I was thinking who was another guy that I was going to think of like Moss, but he didn't really go that deep, like age wise. Mhm. he one, was forty one. I like that one. Jerry Rice was forty one. That's crazy. Forty one days. That is a. I think that's why he's the best is because he was so like. His longevity.
1: Yeah, I think my personal favorite is Rainey Moss.
2: And it's close though, like because yeah. I like I like Moss too. But I think if I'm gonna make a Mount Rushmore of wide receivers, I think it's Rice, Moss, Moss Megatron, Megatron, and then Julio Jones.
1: Literally the all-decade team, I think. Because I'm not gonna put those old older guys like yeah, whatever. I don't I don't agree with me that. Neither.
2: That's why, I, like that's why I didn't like. Seeing the NFL 100 teams. That's just like, so unrealistic. Because, like, okay, guys at wide receiver before 1970, I'm like, whatever.
1: Like I get it, though. Throw the ball. I get it.
2: Like, why, running backs, I can say, all right, I wasn't there. I never watched them, so I get it. Um, you know, linemen, too, like, I can't really get mad at that. But, like, wideouts and, like, quarterbacks. Yeah, and, right and, like, and even putting those ball, quarterbacks from, like,
1: the 50s or whatever. Give me a break. Like, oh, hey, no, this- I just, I don't care. Me I neither.
2: Could get over that. Yeah, because he he was the guy who basically revolutionized. Right. For that I could him. get
0: over. Who were the other ones that were weird
2: on there? Otto Graham. I mean, yeah, he's a legend. Maybe but like, he was, yeah. If Drew Brees isn't on there, like, what's the
1: point? I feel like people have to move on sometimes with those lists and Me just too. pick the best player. But, it, granted, it. But it was the whole of so They want to recognize people yeah. from back there. It's a weird. Go thing. ahead. Grant, like the other thing that I'm going to go to this is that a lot of those lists are the greatest players from their respective times. Which I could get down with, but mm-hmm. then again, it's just like, come on. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, I, I don't know. Well, it's a win situation. I'm a very, I'm very against all that stuff in all yeah. sports. I so. mean, I guess what
2: the list was about was the best players, and I, I guess you're trying to pick, like, from each decade, you're trying to grab one guy, and it's kind of tough to do that, when a lot of the most exciting play happened, like... Most recently, mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's a little bit biased because we've watched it. Yeah. But, right. like, if you're going to put a quarterback in there from, the, like, the 70s that where they barely threw the ball and you're not going to put in Drew Brees or, like, a running back from the 70s, like, who we didn't watch, but you're not going to put LT or Adrian Peterson. Like, I don't know.
0: See, it's tough for me to be a hypocrite here because I, if I were to do an all-NFL team or an all-MLB team, I'd throw a lot of old players in there. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Gary, DiMaggio, yep. Stan Musial, Lillian, all these guys. hmm so I don't want to be a hypocrite there, but it's tough. Yeah, and yeah, baseball's yeah. got so many players, but it's a different that's
1: thing. that's the thing I like about the basketball. I feel like basketball is more revolutionized, and they're kind of past all those other like older mm-hmm. guys. I feel like they give respect to the guys who did it most recent and yeah. who are the best over mm-hmm. just kind of almost like nostalgia. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you're kind of moving. I feel like you're kind of moving on, like into a newer era with Curry, with, with guards like Curry and yeah. and stuff like that, where you're not really reminiscing anymore. You're. You're kind of moving on to what this board is now.
1: And yes, respect those guys, but I don't feel like they should get, uh, I don't feel like they should snub out another guy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like what you said, the Drew Brees example. I don't think yeah. you should snub out Drew Brees exactly. just for nostalgia purposes mm-hmm. and people who revolutionized it. Like, right. yes, it's
0: great, but come on.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's tough. Yeah. Uh, so mine is, who was the first player in NFL history to throw for 4,000 yards in one season? The first? Mm-hmm. Um,
2: do we have hints or players? Yeah, hints or...
0: I can, I, I can go ahead mm-hmm. I actually didn't think of hints, mm-hmm. but I'll just go on the fly here. Okay. Uh, AFC team.
2: Ooh, I was going to say, like, immediately my first thought was, like, far, but I feel like that's go way do, too, Are they way still deep.
1: playing? No. 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 Recently retired?
0: No. Okay. okay. 1967 is when it happened. Wow. <laughs> All right, keep going. Wow. And I'll give you one more hint. He has, he has a nickname... And I don't know how to say the nickname. A hint without giving it away. The nickname has to do with the city he played in. So AFC team.
2: AFC. I can't even think of an AFC guy though.
0: Well, back then they kind of had weird. But back then they kind of had weird conferences. But like, if he played, if he, if he played on a. If this, te- if he played on the team right now, they would be an AFC team. Back then, I know they have weird, like the AFC and all that stuff. Yeah. So okay. I, don't know what I think right now.
1: I'm gonna. I don't know. Can I ask you a question? Did you yeah. win a Super
0: Bowl?
2: Mm, yes. Another follow-up question: Did he sell his soul to the devil?
0: I just don't feel comfortable answering.
2: Because you know he did. What's your answer? Broadway Joe. Yeah, I was God. Mm-hmm.
1: That's,
0: That's a good Joe one. Ameth. I like that one. Joe Namath.
2: See, I was, like immediately I was thinking like Favre like kind of yeah. that era but I knew that that was going to be way too late. That's right. a really good question. He sold the soul to the devil to win the Super Bowl. Did you know that?
0: I did. I just didn't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And, the, and by
0: doing that he gave the
2: Jets 50 years of bad luck. Yes. Pretty, Pretty crazy. So still going. I hit 10. Julian mm-hmm. hits 6. That's Seven. not right. Seven. And I'm at six. Seven, and you're at six.
0: We haven't even come up with a punishment yet.
2: We'll the... get there. What are we going to do? Like, we'll... like. Do first... you think we
0: plan anything here? No. We just show up. We'll go on the fly. You guys just show up, and we're just like, yeah, plug in the microphones, and let's go.
2: Maybe Loser gets kicked off.
0: I'll well, have fun with that, because the West New York studios are at my house. <laughs> yeah, Thomas runs the show, so, so have I have fun, fun do with that. that. Yeah. Um, let's go to our top five list. This one was um it's the top five stadiums or arenas that you've been to and you've seen a sporting event and your favorite ones. Bobby you wanna go first? Yeah, I'll go first.
2: Okay. Um this one's kind of tough. These are like the five that I've been to. This is kind of in order. Number five is Key Bank. It's, it's pretty small. I'm not really a fan. You know, I like going to games. I like watching the Sabres. Um, but, you know, it's not really enjoyable to be there, I don't think. It's pretty good atmosphere when they're playing well. But, um, you know, again, just not a very good arena. Next up is New Era. I think it's kind of dated. Um, it's one of the oldest. I know that we've got a lot of renovations there, but and I love going to games. I love, you know, I mean, one of, it's the best van base in the NFL. And, uh, you know, games are really electric. But you know it's it's really dated. It's it's old. I feel like we just need an update. There. I saw a
0: great thing. It was like yes, they're going to get a new stadium eventually. But yeah. It was like a new stadium wouldn't be good for Bills Mafia because we're, it's almost like a I don't want to say college atmosphere, but it kind of is. Yeah. Like imagine us with like Mercedes Benz Stadium. Yeah. Like, it just feel weird. Like uh-huh. New Era Field, like the way, like when there's beer cans everywhere and oh, this yeah. and that, and it's mm-hmm. kind of you I know there's like... some crust on the wall oh, and yeah. all this. It just fits. It really what Buffalo does. Is. Yeah it just it just does. and i feel like if
2: we were going to get a new stadium i'd want it to be comparable to lucas oil mm-hmm. and that's like you know i like i would want to have a roof because you could do a lot more like okay. like business wise it would make a really it would be a really good decision uh because you could hold more concerts there instead of having them in a smaller venue like key bank right. but you know i wouldn't mind not getting a new like i feel like a renovation going to. yeah but you know, I like New Era. It's just a th- it's a little dated. And like you yeah. said, it, it, it adds on to atmosphere. Us. Yeah, it really does. What's your three? Number three is Raymond James. I was there for the Outback Bowl. Um, one of my favorite games that I've ever watched, it was uh, Nick Marshall at quarterback for Auburn Tigers. Um, that was a really good team. They were They came in second in the SEC, and that was a really fun team to watch. And then it was against Melvin Gordon and the Wisconsin Badgers and uh that was just one of my favorite football games that I've ever been to went into overtime and Wisconsin won off of a missed field goal and that was a really fun experience but Raymond James like it's exactly like new era I think it's a little dated um not as dated as new era is but you know you could tell like there were signs of stuff like like you said there's just like stuff on the walls and you know it's it's not like really like well kept I don't think but um pretty cool add-ons like with the pirate ship and stuff like I think like Stuff like that is pretty cool and it adds character to stadiums. But you know, it's it's really not that high up for me. Next up is Rogers Center. It's a really really big venue. Um, one one thing that I really like about it is um, you know there's a lot of history there, like like late eighties teams from the Jays that were playing there and uh, stuff like that. And it's just a fun stadium to watch a, a ball game in. Usually it's pretty empty, like I went there for Yanks versus Blue Jays, and there were a lot more Yanks fans than there were Blue Jays, but I got to watch Guerrero, and I watched, I got to watch Judge and stuff like that, so uh, those series are always fun. And then lastly, I have Busch Stadium, the um, Cardinals play there. Uh, really, 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 really cool stadium, in my opinion. One of my favorite uh, stadiums that I've ever been to, there's a lot of like bricks and you know, stuff that, like, you don't see in a lot of other stadiums. There's a bar that overlooks the stadium. It's kind of... It's, it reminds me a little bit like New Era. Which one's this? This is Bush Stadium. So you know how uh, New yeah. Era, you're walking in at ground level, and mm-hmm. then the field is, like, a little bit more in? It, yeah, it gave me, like, that kind of vibe. Yeah. It wasn't exactly like that. I'm pretty sure the, the field was still at street level, but there were bars that were, like, overlooking...
0: Onto
2: the field, and I think that was pretty cool. It's all last like Yankee Stadium's like that. You enter yep. like at the one hundred level, and then you go mm-hmm. down. Yeah. yeah. So I
1: think Bush Stadium is my number one. That okay. was a really fun game to go to. Uh, I'm a little bit different than these guys because I haven't really been to five plausible stadiums. I feel like unless I'm putting Gallagher Center at Niagara University Dude, how about, in there, uh,
0: but uh, Coca-Cola Field with Bison, the, the Bisons, Salem's Field with the Bisons play. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> like
1: that's just not really like plausible to me. So I'm just gonna like. I don't know. I just did a little quick list of like favorites, I guess. Mm-hmm. So at five, I gotta be a little biased. I got the link slash Wells Fargo. Just uh, seeing the Sixers and the Eagles play on TV. I just I gotta get there soon. Watch Eagles or Sixers game in one of those venues. Just obviously just watching a stadium where everybody's a fan of the same team you are, and just seeing the electricity that Philly Philly fans have. Just a little booing and all that. I, I just love all that. And at four, I have a uh, Tiger Stadium. LSU is one of my favorite college football teams. No, it's not because they won a national championship this year. Um, I just love the electricity in Tiger Stadium. It's just a really dope venue, and uh, just the band there is great and all that. They're just really, they're really fired up fans, and mm-hmm. they love their college football. Mm-hmm. Three, I have Mercedes Benz, the Falcon Stadium. It's newly newly made, and I think that's just a beautiful stadium. Every time I see it uh, on TV, I, I really just that's a really nice stadium.
0: I think it's the second best in the NFL. Yes. We hide right now. It will be so far. We're in Los Angeles. Yeah. But right now, currently, I go.
2: You could make a case for Minnesota. Minnesota's nice. Yes, think That's one of my favorites. I, I love, think the, I love the
0: roof, though. Oh, I yeah. That Atlanta has. I think that's so cool.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Uh, number two, I have The Garden. Just so iconic to basketball. Just, you know, everyone, everyone wants to play at The Garden in basketball, I, whether you're a rookie and. Jordan had a lot of good battles there and all that. It's just really nostalgic. Not so jacket. much
2: wanting to play for the team that No, definitely not wanting to play now. Well but... now it doesn't seem like it K D
0: <laughs> chose the net K D and Kyrie chose oh, the yeah. nets. Yeah, but like So obviously play. playing at the garden it doesn't have much impact anymore.
2: Well, I mean I feel like you want to play there because there's yeah. it's in the it's in the city and you know, that's where, you know, basically basketball like made a case for itself. Like that's where a kid wanted to play. But now it's not so much playing for the franchise,
1: it's just playing in the arena. Yeah. yeah. Number one, I have U.S. Bank Stadium. This one I was actually at, and it's not so much on my list just because of the stadium, just the memory that happened there. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I went and saw the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 52? 52. Yeah, Super Bowl 52, and the Eagles won their first Super Bowl. Just obviously my favorite sports memory going and seeing my first football game and having it be the Eagles, my favorite team, win the Super Bowl.
0: Do you sell have so, the ticket?
1: Yes, I have everything in my in one of my drawers at home. I have a bunch you of. stuff. You gotta frame that up,
0: man. Yeah, yeah man, I know. I do. Mice. I know. That was cool. Uh, so my list uh, number five. It's it. it was tied in the and the reason I put I put Madison Square Garden and uh, Scotiabank in Toronto. I've been to both. I saw Madison Square Garden. I saw a Billy Joel concert there. But I can just tell from sitting from sitting in that place, there is not a bad seat in the house. That just the way it was built. And the fact that they're able to—I mean, they literally have a show that maybe starts at noon, and then they go to a show that starts at noon. And then they have something else going on at three, and then they're ready for a Rangers or a Knicks game that starts at seven. It's crazy. It's insane. And mm-hmm. so New York City. Mhm. That's, really um, cool. that's there, and I and I want to go see a Knicks or a Rangers game there soon. Um, number or tie, and then Tampa that was Coachman. I saw a Raptors game there. Super cool. Super cool. Like the box seats up top, mm-hmm. and then um, with the uh, scoreboard in the middle, they also have like little TV monitors like on the inside, which is super cool for people sitting like courtside. Court side, so that's that's pretty cool. That was one of my favorites, and I've I didn't think I would like because the Maple Leafs play there, and I hate the Maple Leafs. But actually, it's a pretty cool. Arena.
2: Yeah, I'd actually probably want to get over there for a game. It's nice. Yeah,
0: maybe after this loss is over, we'll take a TV. Jet. We'll do a we'll do a podcast in the stands during the game.
2: I like that. Like a live. Like yeah, we could call the game. Why not?
0: I'll call the game. You guys can color commentate for me. I'm down. We're doing it. Yep. Um, number four, New Era. Um, because I've been there and I, you know, what's actually I think is underrated. I think the wave when it happens at New Era is so cool mm-hmm. going around there, oh, yeah. the upper tier and stuff. And I also like because I sit in the club seats with the heaters and Bobby's over there in the three hundred shivering. With well, his
2: dad. I it wasn't that cold this year. I don't think. No, it, wasn't it was pretty. Cold. It was pretty front loaded. I think the yeah. the schedule. So, you know, I wasn't I wasn't too bad. Um, one thing that I am going to miss, like, if I go away for college, like, I'm going to miss going to games yeah. every weekend, but, you know, if I come back and there's a new stadium, like, it's going to be tough, like, having to, you know, get used to a new stadium, because I, I love New Era, it's just, it's dated, and I feel like we need an upgrade, but I feel like I'm going to not, like, go into games, because it's not going to be the same atmosphere, I don't think, which is going to suck, but I feel like it's a good thing for the franchise.
0: Number three, I have Fenway Park. Um one of the, the oldest stadium in the MLB. That was super cool. on The, the Green Monster, and um, I remember we sat out in center field. It was super cool, and um, a few Yankees suck a chance. But, um, and the only reason it's not number two is because the Yankees didn't win there.
1: Right. If the Yankees
0: won there, it would have been number two. Mm-hmm. But number two, I have Wrigley Field. I saw a Cubs game. They played uh, the Braves, and uh, that was super cool. I went there with my grandpa, and he was showing me like where it used to be and all this stuff. It was really cool. And then they added like the outfield seats, and it's um, – that is a great stadium.
2: Two like those are two really good choices just because yeah. of the pure history. The history. That yeah. And
0: number one, I have Yankee Stadium. I've went I've been to a few games there. I wish they I, I wish, Bless you. Bless there you. you. <laughs> Sneezing on the air. Uh <laughs> oh. That's bless you. Two. Are you a two are you a two guy or do you do usually go more? Dude, you've been around me. I go multiple. You go multiple that's Right now now I'm good. You're a multiple sneezer? What about yeah. you, bud? multiple? Uh well, you one and done.
2: You know, during the day I'm one and done, but like when I wake up I, I give like 15 in
0: a row. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's my <laughs> record. What is the record for most sneezes in, like, a minute? We can we'll look, look it up. up off air. We'll look it up. Yeah. Um, number one, uh, Yankee Stadium again. It, I wish they didn't tear down the old one, but the new one is so no- They did it right. It's there. It's got Monument Park, you know, the history there. It, it did a good job of having history, but involved, like, a newer stadium. And I love it because the ball flies out of there but there's five tiers, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they have a thing like right around um, like Home Plate um, in that area. It's um, their Legends Club, which is like premium seats and stuff, and you can't really get in there unless you're rich. And then underneath it, they have a bar and stuff, which is super cool, but they, they did a good job. Were you nice old stadium. enough
2: to go to Yan- old Yankee Stadium? No. 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 When did they tear that down?
0: 2009 was their first season in the new one, and that's mm-hmm. when they won the uh, – the World Series. So you, so you didn't, didn't go, go to a, a game? I never got to, at least not one that I remember. Yeah, not. that's what I was going to say. I never got to go to the old Yankee Stadium, okay. and I really wish I did. But I saw a thing, like, people were saying, like, the curse of the stadium is still alive. Mm-hmm. And they said that because when they won in 09, the old stadium was still built. Yeah. But they haven't torn it. They didn't tear it down yet. Right. So when they won in 09, even though it was in the new stadium, the old stadium was still there. Gotcha. So And obviously they haven't won since. But mm-hmm. hopefully that changes soon. So, yeah, you know, hopefully I have a chart of all the championships, and it's hopefully it takes up a little more space on my wall. Hopefully they keep adding more. But um, all right, that'll do it for our uh, for episode eight. A little longer episode today. I actually didn't even realize that it was um, that um, that long. Um, Apologize a little bit about that. Uh, so our thanks to Maddie Sealer, our director of graphic design, Bag Musa, director of social media, Miss Mahara, our audio supervisor. Thomas Baia, Julian Andriola, and Bobby Atlas saying so long from our Western New York studios, and we hope you tune in next time. Stay safe and have a great rest of your day.